This is the Improviser Podcast, and I'm here with Sharon Gao. Um, we're at the Eclectic Horse Festival um, in SE1. I was just going to talk to Sharon a little bit about her beginnings in uh, music, in improvised music, experimental music, and voice. Um, so welcome, Sharon. Hello. <laughs> so how did you start singing and from the beginning? From the beginning, <laughs> then I just, um, I mean, uh, it was funny because I was just looking at some old photos and it seems even in childhood, uh, I, I always had like uh, an instrument or blowing something or playing something. Um, and so it was just like a natural thing that I did and then um, started studying different instruments like in primary school and played the piano for quite a few years um, and then wanted to play the bass, um, picked up the guitar, so it was just something. Um, and with the voice the same, um, you know, I don't remember officially but probably, you know, started singing, I don't know, like when I was like eight or nine. Um, maybe like school choir and just enjoying it you know and then when I picked the guitar it was just like a natural mm -hmm. instrument to uh, do and then um, like singing and accompanying myself and then I guess I started being in bands from yeah maybe 12 or 13. Like all kind of music? Yeah initially I was just invited to do like a, a backing, backing vocals and then I was um, I think the singer was a bit intimidated, so I was kicked off that band. <laughs> I mean, I was quite young and they were older, but okay. you know, yeah, it was quite funny. Um, and then I was in I was in a band, but actually playing bass, so I was a bass player and we had a different singer. Um, and then pretty much after that, I don't know, like in my teens, I joined like a, my first proper band uh, as a singer and I was sort of, it was sort of like a post-punk, maybe, okay. yeah, kind of yeah. post-punk, rock-ish, new wave, kind of band um, and after that it was just different kind of bands you know and in London was this when did well, you start <clears throat> well I came to London really for music so mm. um, I came and I was looking for a band uh, initially in a sort of like an indie band and how did you get to sort of more experimental and um, so it's, it's interesting because for example with like all the bands when in my teens improvisation was part of the way we wrote the music so mm -hmm. but it was not like anything specific um, that you know like a genre of mm -hmm. style or music that I was kind of attracted to and I was um, buying a lot of records at the time um, mainly more you know nothing overtly experimental but um, but there was always the, 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 you know, there was a bin of the cheap stuff. Right. And they always had like all the free, free improv and free jazz. Right. And so I heard, I picked up things just because they were really cheap. I didn't oh, know. Right. Were there so, any artists that you remember? Like, well, I mean, even, I mean, vocally, for example, when I was 10, I really loved Lena, Lena Lovich. Right. And she was like a pop singer, but her style of singing was obviously very different from right. a lot of... And then it was all the punk, and I really loved uh, Nina Hagen, uh, and she was sort of this operatic thing. And but then even people like Kate Bush, and mm. so even David Bowie, who changed his singing style. Yes. And I used to just sing along to things, and I've always kind of uh, thought about these people as my teachers because yes. I never studied singing. Yes. Like I, I, you know, I studied some instruments, and I studied some. Uh, theory and, and things like that mm. and classical piano mm. um, and a bit of composition but um, yeah never singing but always sang along to 
singers that mm. I liked mm. and I think these people really influenced me. And although I was not involved in anything experimental, part of the music making was always involved in uh, improvisation. So the songs, it was song based stuff that I was doing and, and it came out of improvisation most of the time. To me it was never like anything unusual and then I really want to leave Israel and come to London. I had, I mean I listened to a lot of English or UK music, um, not necessarily experimental, but a wide variety of things and um, electronica and, um, you know, sort of uh, punk. And just, this, 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 I don't know, I had this sort of urge, <laughs> to, you know, to just come. i never been in London before. It was just this kind of drive to leave everything and just come to London. And I did that and looked for a band, found a band, didn't, went through different kind of bands and, and looking for musicians to collaborate with. And and then it just dawned on me that what I really wanted to do is find people that I would not... I was more operating as a singer-songwriter or, you know, I'd write the music with the guitarist or yeah. with one person of the band. And I just didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to find uh, kind of a bunch of people that will just, again, create the music together so everyone takes care of their own instrument. I mean, it was not really defined as a particular style, but it was still considered, you know, I was kind of making up text as I was going along and things like that. So it was the, the yeah. form was more kind of relating to more traditional songs, although they were becoming much more open-ended, there were extended spaces mm -hmm. in between, they were kind of instrumental, there was more improvisation, but... And then I just, I, I guess, um, it just, for improvisation just became... Um, a, a, like a way of making music so for me it just became a thing a, a, a way of communicating with others to compose together in real time so it wasn't really about what was coming out whatever was coming out was depending on who the conversation was with or you know the instrumentation now and I was just putting ads in loot at the time just mm. looking for musicians and jamming or meeting people for mm. um, you know all kind of sessions and that kind of led to a band that was called uh, Mouth Crazy which was exactly that it was a trio I mean we were looking for a drummer for a long time and we couldn't find one mm. uh, it was the hardest with the drummers because they kind of felt the most tied to beat and yeah. they were getting really so by the end it was just like okay forget the drummers Let's and what just... year was that Mouth it was Crazy. kind of early 90s maybe yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, early 90s, like sort of 3 to 95, something like that. Um, and yeah, we just meet and again, make music, came out as these weird open-ended songs and all kind of weird uh, music. Um, and um, we just on a really lo-fi, well, I mean, it was good. It was called Sonic Professional. So, I mean, it was uh, on cassettes. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, the band kind of disbanded and um, I don't know, assorted bunch of these songs and material came out on a, on, on a kind of got documented and, and released by Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth oh, um, in a label he did with Byron Coley. So oh, okay. um, yeah, it was kind of nice to just, because everything was just played sort of mostly once. I mean, we did some 
some gigs where we tried to repeat stuff, but the only person who could really repeat was the bass player. Yeah. The guitarist could never repeat anything, and I was kind of making up new things. So okay. it was kind of weird. Because so, um, I know you from um, the in, uh, experimental and scene in London. And that now. was really yeah. interesting because that's how I found my way by actually looking with Mouth Crazy, we were looking for places right. to play, to perform. And going to sort of like, I guess, more traditional venue, like rock venues or, yes. I don't know, where, where bands perform. And people just didn't know what to do with this mm. stuff. Um, and then the band disbanded and, and, you know, I was looking for my musician. I played with Moshe Konen and uh, Dennis Austin's drummer that was the age of my parents who just turned up out of nowhere. <laughs> and um, so, uh, again, we were looking for a place to play and I just didn't know what to do and then I found the clinker and and because you had this actually quite an open-minded in relation to the scene at the time which That's felt Hugh, Hugh Metcalf. Metcalf yeah. and actually clinker was very open-ended in relate in relation to the scene I thought uh, much more uh, embracing of other type of experimentation and not just this very which at the time seemed very specific free improvised music that was very much relating to acoustic instrumentation I mean we were I was playing electric bass Moshe was playing electric guitar mm -hmm. I was screaming a lot Dennis was playing all kind of rhythms but yeah you know the band was um, it was for improvisation but people just didn't realize that was for improvisation. Yeah. They just thought, oh, it's a rock band. I mean, it wasn't rock because yeah. there were no steady beats to it. But, you know, people didn't... And, and you know, so it wouldn't be accepted in, like, rock venues because they exactly. were like, what the hell is that? But then at the time, the scene was very... You know, a lot of people playing very quiet music, quiet stuff, um, mm. and, you know, coming from free jazz, also relating much more to acoustic mm. and relating to the spaces. So... And how did you start your solo stuff? How did you That was later... But I have to just say that other right. than just to yeah. talk about that like early 90s stuff that when we, and that was called Voltage or kind of mid 90s Voltage was going, that was Dennis and Moshi. Right. And so it's you that initially kind of opened the clinker for us and we played quite a lot there. Right. And Adam Bowman was also another person oh. that, you know, we played a few of Adam's because uh, Adam was moving around, always finding a space where could accommodate this music own, which is also because Adam Bowman of course is involved in this festival the Eclectic Horse Festival because he co-promotes um, and runs the horse so you met him back yeah then. again because right. he was open-minded and actually if it, it, it took me a while a few years after we started I mean I've already played with him and stuff and Richard Sanderson also had the uh, it was the club room that was our yeah. first gig and then you know so those were the, the places where we felt were kind of really allowing for stuff that comes from maybe other you know mm. accepting ele electric and noise and other things that at the time were not so embraced right. um, and Adam yeah Adam was definitely really dedicated in a way of always finding a space Amazing. for this music. We're just going to take a break and listen to an excerpt from Sharon Gal's Etude for Three Voices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
could talk so much more because we're actually playing today yeah <laughs> we're we probably have to go back to the but i just wanted to ask you yeah. about um anything like now that you're involved in and sort of future projects um and so i do solo and i do collaborations and i also do this since for the past 10 years i do these large group collaborative compositions right. and which is another thing is just finding a new way to compose as a group in a space, so they relate into large spaces in a way, and different instrumentation. So how people you can mix people who had some experience, musical experience, some people without any musical experience, yeah. using instrumentation, using voice. And um, is that in this country? Yes, right. yes. Okay. And so we've done quite different things, and including the called? VNA. What's that called? There, there are different very, pieces. Right. Um, there, there was a piece called um, Sound Out which was at the VNA and a few other places. There's an ongoing thing that people keep repeating, returning to, which is called Gals with Guitars. And that started just me, because I've always played with guys and never always liked it. Yeah. Never been in a, a girl's band right. and then hearing from friends that had all kinds of experiences. So I thought, let's create this space for women to play together and also make noise and be loud right. um, and so that kind of rose all these issues and so just using the guitars not necessarily people are guitarists but yeah oh that's using, interesting so it's using, called girls with girls with guitars, guitars. and yeah. out of that there's a new piece that i've been commissioned and i'm hoping that next year is going to be well it is going to be show, performed in goldsmith large hall fantastic. um it's called feel the noise and the idea is to find such large spaces with weird kind of acoustics and reverb so hopefully if you get a large enough group um, and this piece is for low well it's guitars with kind of um, they call it um, micro amps so the tiny amps and so it's low volume feedback but together as a group the idea is to create something which is sculptural so the sound the idea is that it becomes literally like a physical sensation that as the group shifts and moves somehow so it's like sculpting yeah, in, in space yeah. that sounds fantastic and and so people can um and these are always open calls right yeah so the ideas of all these pieces yeah, is that people read the call they have a title they're already starting yeah. to resonate and that's where the piece starts so people seeing themselves maybe performing okay. they're coming with their own idea um, of what they could do, they know what they sh could bring. So it's uh, have another one for voices in staircases. It's called, you know, um, yeah, L'Esprit d'Escalier. 
So as soon as people hear, oh, voices in staircase, like, oh, okay, so, and then they already come with ideas, and then all I need is a few simple instructions that anyone can interpret okay. the way they like. That's so, so um, people can find out about this through your website, as Sharon. Yeah, it'll be on the website, and there'll be an open call through, I don't know, sound and music, and probably different things like that. Okay. Um, you're looking forward to the horse festival are you sticking well, we're, for we're performing tonight yeah. probably not I've got another gig yeah. and okay. I'm trying I'm going away so I'm trying to finish some recordings I just had a solo cassette coming out and there's another release coming out in March or in April I think okay. and it's all about the voice through different species so it's okay. not just so different animals so it's human mine and some opera voices as well as howler monkeys different birds talking birds screaming birds so it's all together kind sounds, of mixed together so fantastic so um well i'd just like to thank you so much for this brief but from we're in the kitchen at eclectic um so thank you to sharon gal and uh if you want to uh, find out what she's up to um look her up sharon gal and uh maybe look at the website um hyphengal.com Thank you so much. And we finish with an excerpt from Sharon Gal's Etude. Oh! <laughs>